Welcome back to the Tooks Time Podcast. My name is Monica Tooks and I'm your host. I am so glad that you all made it to episode three. If you did not get a chance to check out the previous episode where I talked about closure does not always lead to clarity, please go check that out. I really believe that it will bless you. And also, if you feel inspired by this podcast in any way, if you hear a nugget or something that you can really take with you and use in your life, don't forget to leave a rating or even a comment um, on the podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. So today I'm going to be talking about seasons. And in the seasons, right, we have two options. We can either pass the test or we can fail. So the name of this episode is pass or fail. All right, y'all. So let's jump right into this thing. Okay. First off, what is a season? A season is a period of time where we have to go through to learn a lesson, to be developed or to be prepared for our ultimate purpose. Right. So we have seasons where we might be in the wilderness season like the Israelites. We might be in the warring season. We might be in a winning season. We might be in a waiting season. And what God is saying is we have to embrace whatever season we're in. See, a lot of times what we begin to do is if the season doesn't look promising or if it doesn't look like what we want or if it doesn't match our expectation at that specific time, we get to a place where it's like, okay, God, hurry up (laughs) or we'll tell God, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to go through this storm anymore. I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I'm frustrated. I'm aggravated. I'm annoyed. And God is saying, although those things may be true, I need you to embrace the season that you're in. I want you to go ahead and tell yourself, I'm going to embrace this season. See, every season isn't going to be your winning season. Some seasons you're going to have to wait for some things. Some seasons you're going to have to walk away from some things. Some seasons you're going to feel isolated like you're in this thing all by yourself. But God is saying embrace the season. Why must we embrace the season? Because again, there is a lesson to be learned. Just like in school, God gave me this message. You know, I'm a teacher at heart. And when I teach my students, when they're learning, I really assess their learning and I determine, do they truly understand what I've taught them? Not can they just recite it, but can they apply what I've taught them? God is saying that he's testing you to see if you can apply the things that he's teaching you. Can you apply your faith? Can you apply what he has taught you in the season that you're in? That is what God is looking for. So he gives us tests. He gives us tests intentionally so he can determine, are we really ready for that next season? See, the thing about it is the season that you're in today is really going to prepare you for the season that you're going to walk into tomorrow see many of us we look at our seasons and we look down on it because it probably doesn't look like what we want but God is saying I need you to embrace that thing because it's exactly what you need see Ecclesiastes verse 3 it states that there is a time for everything 
and a season for every activity under the heaven. So let's get into these seasons and the specific appointed times that God has. It says in verse two, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from the embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend Jesus, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Y'all, the thing that I notice about about this specific chapter that I've read so far is that everything that God mentioned in regard to there's going to be a time for there's an opposite side of that thing. So like it says, a time to be born and a time to die. We all know that as we enter this world, we will surely die just the way that we entered this world, right? It says that there's a time to plant and a time to uproot. There's a time to mourn and there's a time to dance. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Let me break this down for you just a little bit. What that means is there are going to be seasons where you might be in a place where you're loved, where you're valued, where you're around people that really care about you. You might be in a season where people praise you. They honor you. They, they really just, they enjoy your presence. Okay. But there might be another season that you walk into that may look totally different. And what God has taught me about seasons is we can't compare seasons. Jesus, Lord, speak to me. We cannot compare seasons. Why? Because I might have been really excited and happy and, and in a great place financially in one season. But here comes another season where I feel like, oh, my goodness, where are the where's the money? How am I going to pay my bills? What is going on, Lord? And God is saying, don't compare the seasons. He said, because there's a lesson to learn in each one. See, in one season, God may have been trying to teach you how to handle abundance. And on the other season, God is trying to teach you to have faith even when it seems like your resources are scarce why so that way when you enter the season where there's a balance you'll be able to manage your funds without going overboard and without living in a poverty mindset God is saying that each season is a necessity for your overall purpose and your destiny but if we get to a point where we don't want to really embrace the season that we're in what's going to begin to happen is kind of like what happens when we're in school see I don't know about y'all but if you took the FCAT or the FSA or any state standardized assessment that would let them know the state know well did you really understand what you've learned this year can you truly apply what you've learned this year see and if you can't really pass this test that means that you're going to need some remediation that means that you're going to have to go back to that great level and try that thing again God is saying the same thing in the regard to seasons see in that season if you don't learn your lesson in that season if you cannot pass the test that come then God is saying you're going to need some remediation so where you could have walked into another season if you remained obedient and if you passed the test you would have been able to go into your next season but God is saying I can't even let you go into that next season yet because you haven't proved to me that you've learned what you needed in the season that you're in right now God is saying that we must embrace the season that we're in if we don't embrace it we won't get what we need out of it and God is saying that we have to understand that every season isn't going to look the same see 
when God was calling me to walk away from some people and he was calling me to walk away from some opportunities and he was calling me to get outside my comfort zone. Let me tell you why it was so difficult. It was so difficult because I had gotten so accustomed to a season of my life. So when it was time for me to walk into a new season, I didn't even understand why God was calling me out of the one that I was already in. Why? Because I had gotten complacent because I was comfortable because I felt like this is where I can stay. I'm good right here. And God is saying, no, you're not. You're stagnant. And if you're stagnant, you're not walking in purpose because there's only so much purpose you can do in one position. Jesus help me, Lord. There is only so much purpose you can carry out in one position. God is saying that you have to be in the position that he's called you to be in. How do we be in the position that God calls us to be in? We got to be in a relationship with him. We have to be in an intimate relationship with him. And that's what he's calling us to. There are going to be seasons where you feel like you have nothing. You have nobody. You don't have no money in your, to your name. You don't have nobody surrounding or supporting you you feel like you're in this thing by yourself and God is saying I want you to understand that I told you I would never leave you nor forsake you as a matter of fact I took away the things that you worshiped because I wanted you to understand that I was the only one that you needed to worship in the first place because I have your best interest at heart see there's some seasons where you may feel like it's dry there's some seasons where you feel like you're trying to sow but you don't see no harvest and God is saying it's because it's not your season of harvest yet God is saying it's not your winning season yet but if you stay the course, if you pass the test that I send you, eventually you're going to recognize that I'm going to elevate you and I'm going to promote you. I kind of talked about this just a minute ago when you're in school and when you take that standardized assessment, if you pass that test, you will be promoted to the next grade level. I hear God saying that if you pass the test in the season that you're in right now, he will promote you to the next season. He will promote you to the next level. Why? Because he can trust that you are going to lean on him despite your understanding. He says, if I can trust you, if you understand my word, if you lean on me instead of people, if you lean on me instead of money and material, possessions God is saying I can finally trust you with the promises that I have for you let me get into the Israelites for a moment the reason why they wandered the wilderness for so long it wasn't because their season was supposed to last that long but it was because they had gotten so comfortable with worshiping idols that weren't God to the point where God had to keep them in that specific season until they learned their lesson and some of them never learned their lesson and that's why they never had access to the promised land I don't know about y'all but I need access to the promised land so I understand that even in the season where it seems uncertain even in the season where I don't understand I know that God is preparing me for the next level so even when I feel like the money's not in the bank I don't speak lack instead I say God I thank you for the resources that you're going to bring my way but right now in the middle of this time God I thank you for what I have right now how many of us are thankful in the midst of our seasons how many of us are thankful for what God is doing even if it don't seem like much how many of us are thankful See, we must praise the Lord. We're not just praising him when things are going good, but we also praise him when things don't look like our expectation. We worship him when we feel like, God, I just need you right now. I just need you to fill me up with your Holy Spirit because right now my flesh is weak. But God says, the Bible says that when we are weak, God is strong. He wants to prove his strength to you. He wants to let you know that that strength is on the inside of you. So even if your flesh don't feel it, if he can fill you with the Holy Spirit, you have access to it. 
See, a lot of us, we don't recognize the power that's in us. Why? Because we don't even recognize the authority that lies on the inside of us because we haven't connected to our Heavenly Father. So maybe, just maybe, the season that you're in, the reason why it may seem so dry is because God is calling you to an intimate relationship with Him. I'm not just talking about going to church on Sunday. I'm not just talking about reading your devotion every morning. I'm talking about getting to a point where every part of your day, God, I am looking to you. I'm looking to you. What decisions do you need me to make? God, what work are you already doing and how can I join you? God, what do you need me to do in this season? God, what is not pleasing to your sight? Take it away. God, I'm going to die to myself and my desires because I know that if it's not like you, oh God, I know that it's not going to put me in a position where I can be elevated and have my promotion. So God, right now I begin to die to the things that you're calling me to die to. I begin to die to the deceit of the enemy. God is saying maybe you're just in a season where you got to understand the power of God. Oh, Jesus, I feel this in this place. Some of us, we don't understand the season that we're in. So we keep failing time and time and time again. And it makes us feel depression. We feel anxious and we feel fearful because it's like, God, I feel like I'm trying, but I'm not getting anything out of it. And God is saying, because you only want to pass the test here. But when I test you again, you're failing. He said, I need consistency. Ooh. God is saying, I need consistency. Why is it that you are strong in one area, but then the other area, you don't, you're not strong anymore. Why is it that one day you're up, but the next day you're down? Why is it that one day you trust in me, but the other day, the other day you're fearful. God is saying the double mindedness is part of your test. You got to get rid of the double mindedness. And that just might be a part of your season. See, the Bible also says that there's a time to mourn and a time to dance. Some of us, we get stuck in mourning. We get stuck in mourning when God calls us away from a place and then we finally walk away from that place. But instead of us being able to walk in the fullness of what God called us to do in the new season, we're too busy looking backwards at what we left, Jesus. Mm. So we can't even dance and celebrate in the newness of what God has done because we're too busy perseverating on our past and what God brought us from. How do I know? Because I'm guilty. How do I know? Because I've been there. How do I know? Because I was in that relationship. And when God called me out of it, I was still looking back like, oh, I miss him. See, it's OK to miss him, but it's not OK for you to stay in that place of stuck. It's OK to miss him, but it's not OK for you to go back. What you got to do is you got to take that thing to God. God, I don't understand why I'm so connected. But God, I pray that you begin to remove this soul tie by my obedience. Oh, God, I begin to pray, oh, God, that you will begin to show me my true worth. Oh, God, so I won't relax lie on a man or a woman to validate me see those are the prayers that God wants you to pray when you're in the midst of those seasons where it feels like all hell is breaking loose God says I need you to lean on me just a little bit more oh daughter oh son if you just call on the name of the Lord if you just look up to me I will be your help huh it's important Isaiah 41 10 it says fear not for I am with you God is with you Be not dismayed. Don't be worried for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will give you the strength even when you're weak. God is saying you ain't got to worry about it. You ain't got to fight the fight. I just need you to lean on me so I can give you the strength that you need so I can help you. It says that I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is saying I want to lift you up, but you keep looking to everybody else to do it. So that's why you keep failing the test. God says if you look to me, not just today, but tomorrow as well and the next day, now we can get to a point where I can actually support you. 
where I can actually provide for you. See, when the Bible says that God is Jehovah Jireh, our provider, it doesn't mean that he's only going to provide on Tuesday, but then he's not going to provide again on Sunday. No, it means that everything that we need will be accounted for. Everything that we need will be provided, but we have to trust and believe. And a lot of us, we struggle with our belief. Why? Because we're walking by sight and not by faith. And that is not what the word of God says. It says the complete opposite. We must walk by faith and not by sight. But many of us, we're too busy looking in the natural. We're too busy looking at other people and comparing ourselves. We're too busy getting to a point where it's like, God, but why can't I have it like them? And God is saying, because I got something different for you. God is saying, because you are built uniquely God is saying because your talents don't look the same God is saying because your purpose is different but many of us because we don't allow God to show us who he has called us to be we begin to look to other people but God is saying if you trust in me I will make the way for you when the Bible say that God is a way maker that's absolutely true he's going to make the way but it's your decision it's your choice if you go following it again that's another test see there's some seasons where God will call you to a specific place and your test is simply will you go if you're too busy looking behind you oh what about the people that from my I don't want to leave them I love them God's saying I know you love them but how much do you love them because if you truly love them you need to love them enough to let them go because you have to move forward so that he can see that it's possible. But if you stay right there with them, then guess what? Y'all all going to be in the same boat stagnant. And the enemy loves that. He can play on that. Why? Because he knows that if you're stagnant, you're not in a place where you're content. You might get comfortable, but there's going to be a point. There's going to be some things going through your mind. Oh, man, I know. Why wow, I feel so behind. I feel like if I would if I would have just done this, should have, could have, would have. Like that would have, that would keep going through your mind. That's how the enemy gets you. So now you start feeling shameful. Now you start feeling guilty. Now you start feeling like your time is too late. You can't do it no more. And God is saying, I don't want that for you. The season that you're in, it ain't meant to last forever. There's a time for everything under the sun. But God is saying, you can't even get to dance because you're too stuck in your morning lord have mercy lord have mercy the bible says that there's a time to be silent and there's a time to speak some of us struggle with this as well see there's a time where god says okay praying is good but have you listened to me Jesus there's some seasons where all we do God change this fix this I want this I need this I'm looking for this this is my expectation this is what I want and God is saying but did you actually listen for my response see because some of the things that we pray for is not the things that we need and God will respond with what you need but if you're not listening to him if you're not silent where you can actually take in the word of God where you can allow it to really penetrate your mind penetrate your heart then guess what you get to a place where you so caught up on what you want and you never hear the desires of the Lord you never get to his plan and that's what this is all about God is saying that you can pass or you can fail and you can fail time and time and time and time and time again but you have a gracious God he's still gonna be there with open arms but God is saying your time here on earth is limited so how many times you gonna fail till you get it right God is saying it's it's not difficult. Just lean on me. He says the seasons, the storms, that all that's going to come. That won't change. But the storms come eat with you with God or not. So I don't know about y'all, but I'd rather be in the storm with God than in the storm in this world. Dealing with people, dealing with the adversaries, deceit. At least I know God got me. <laughs> At least I know that God will strengthen me. 
At least I know that God will help me. He will uplift me with his righteous hand. Lord have mercy. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Jesus, I just talked about this, y'all. See, a lot of us, we praying for things and God is saying, where have you actually thanked me for the things I've already done? It says prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, which translates to praise. It says, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. But he didn't say just pray. He said that you got to pray with thanksgiving. You got to pray with a heart of praise. That means that even when you're going through all hell, God, I thank you for my coming out. God, I thank you for the lessons that you're teaching me right now in this season. God, I thank you because you're preparing me for the next level. God, I thank you because you still have my best interest at heart. God, I thank you because what the enemy meant for evil, I know that you're turning it around for my good. God, I thank you because the bank account may not look the best right now, but I know that you said that I shall not lack and you are my provider. So God, I thank you in advance for the resource that you are going to send my way listen that's what God is expecting of you in those seasons and I'm telling you the moment that your heart posture begins to change so will your season so will your season so y'all I have a question for you will you pass or will you fail I don't know about y'all, but I'm no longer in a season of failure. Why? Because I know the God that I serve and I know that I'm not perfect. So there are going to be some times where I don't pass every test. But the difference between what I'm going to do now and what I did in the past is I'm not going to turn away from God because I failed. I'm going to turn to him even more. God is saying, you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. You flesh. He said, but at the end of the day, I just need you to lean on me. He said, don't allow Satan to make you go into a place of shame and try to hide away from God. Like Adam and Eve. He said, no, 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 no. That's what Jesus came to die for. He said, come on back because he died for our sins so that when we may have salvation so that we may be have access to God's grace, to his love, to his mercy, to his joy, to his strength, to his authority, to his power, to his dominion, to his kingdom. But do you believe it? Because I mean, the majority of that test, 90% of that test, it requires your faith. Even when things don't look pretty. So ask yourself today, the season that you're in, take inventory. Take inventory of your heart posture. Take inventory of your thought process. Take inventory of how you have perceive the situation what is your perception and it's never too late to change that repent God I'm sorry I recognize that I haven't been thinking about this in the way that I should so God forgive me God I'm praying for a changed heart that's what repentance means you're praying for a changed heart because you know that your heart posture right now is not where it needs to be so if you repent then you know that you're allowing God into those areas so he can change your heart where you can actually have a new heart posture so you can pass the test moral of the story is in order for you to pass the test you got to understand that you can't do it by yourself And that's the main part of the test anyway. See, the test may look different. It may have different questions, but overall, the content is the same. Do you trust God? Are you going to lean on him? And are you going to allow him to give you a peace that truly does surpass understanding? If you can check those three boxes and you can stay faithful and obedient in the midst of that and still praise, worship, and honor and glorify his holy name while walking in purpose and doing what God has called you to do, honey, you've passed the test and you're ready for the next season. God is just saying that when the test come, continue to look to him in everything that you do and you're going to be all right. 
So y'all, thank you for listening to Took's Time. I can't wait for you to listen in next time. And don't forget, ask yourself, are you going to pass or are you going to fail? And I just hope that passing is your only option. But to encourage you, if you do fail, it's never too late to get back up. Stay encouraged, y'all.